Hello everybody and welcome to episode 9 of the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. It's available on iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall, we don't. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and visit FetchEveryone.com forward slash podcast with all your comments, suggestions and whatever else you fancy saying. Uh, Joined here by Katie. Are you here, Katie? (laughs) I'm here. Good. The dogs are away. Yeah, we shut them away after last week. Yeah. But we did like the yawning, but yeah. on balance, it was just a little bit of faff having to edit out bits and bobs, really, wasn't yeah. it? I was wondering, though, whether or not we could make a theme tune using entirely dogs' yawns. <laughs> so if we can record him on his own without us talking over yawns him. Yawns and scratches. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty much the reaction from our audience when listening to the <laughs> podcast, <isn't it? laughs> We don't want to know where you're scratching while you're listening. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so mm. uh, we hope you've had a good week. We've had a pretty good week for training. Yeah. Um, I got a 12-mile run done. I went up the canal for six miles and turned around and had no option really but to turn around and run back. Um, it was quite weird because <laughs> it was quite weird because part of the canal was... You could have set up home at that end. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, there were options. You are right. I could have sort of, you know, made a new family or something like that. Just <laughs> on balance, uh, I'm quite glad yeah, you came back. Bought a tent. Yeah, I didn't have any money with me. Okay, good. Um, good. But anyway, part of the canal was drained because I think there was something wrong with one of the locks. Maybe a branch caught in one of the doors or something. So all the the water had just gone from the canal. So that was pretty weird. But it was a good run, and I felt. Like it went pretty well, apart from like maybe the last couple of miles when I felt like I was getting a bit tired, but longest run in a while. How about you, Mrs? Yeah, I've had a good week. I I was just thinking then, uh, while you were talking, about the fact that I missed one of my runs last week. Um, but then I was remembering it was because I did that epic cycle ride on Wednesday. For me, epic. Um, so yeah, this week I've done a seven and a half mile long run and within that did two miles at my hoped for sandy pace, which went quite well. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit quicker than it should have been. So my sandy pace needs to be about nine ten, and I was a little bit below that really, below nine. That was pretty good though. Felt okay. Was pretty exhausted afterwards. Um, and I've also done a hill session this week. So I went out after swimming on Saturday and just took in some of the, I mean, a lot of you probably wouldn't even class them as hills, but the hills of Bedford, um, I took those and did those, and I think that's been good for Sandy, because Sandy has a massive, great big hill right at the start. Yeah, so much of our running is done on total flat. It is. Like, completely flat, that any kind of hill is, is going to be helpful for us. So. Um... Well, Bedford Fetches might know Brick Hill Drive sort of area, and Clapham. Green Lane, all of those sorts of hills are the ones that I went and ran around. So. Yeah, well, pretty decent. And, and we, of course, we had a, our big day out of our comfort zone on Wednesday. So yes. I took the yeah. day off and uh, we started off with the cycling for your uh, rugby forfeit. Yeah, I, I was actually a lot better than I thought I was going to be. And I, I sort of slightly wonder whether I've built this fear up in my head based on a panic attack that I had in Lanzarote. When an enormous peloton of Club La Santa riders went past me at speed. And actually it was just so peaceful out on the roads that we went out on. We went again for Bedford Bedfordshire types. We went out to Southville um, and then back via Old Warden, North Hill Lickwell, that sort of route. And the roads were really quiet. I got cut up by a, a mini once. Yeah, uh, and there were there was a couple of potholes. There was a pothole and narrowly avoided. <laughs> um, there were words that were said. 
And no, but I really, I actually really enjoyed it. But my bottom was a bit sore afterwards. So was mine. And I think maybe I needed slightly more padding. But I really enjoyed it though, and, and we stopped for a cake yeah. halfway through, which I think is kind of like the law, isn't it, in cycling? I think it is um, the law in most things. Yeah. But no, it was it was good. It was a nice day. It was dry. It wasn't windy. It was just all the conditions were perfect, um, and we saw gazillions of cyclists out on the roads enjoying yeah. it as well. I'd, I'd be up for doing quite a bit more of it. I'd like to go over. He's looking at me. <laughs> yeah well I'm up for doing more of it I'm doing this British Triathlon level one coaching thing and we've just been assigned our topics that we have to I think we have to present on them and teach them and my cycling one is cornering um, so I have to teach cornering and and last night Ian was describe your current technique <laughs> Ian was teasing me and saying are you going to teach everyone to go around corners with your eyes closed breaking and screaming and no I won't be doing that. It'll be very much do as I say, not as I do on that one. Um, but I did coach Ian through a step last yeah, night. Yeah, which is a kind of Morecambe and Wise style running <laughs> manoeuvre. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But yeah, good. so a good week. I know I had a good week of training because on Saturday night uh, I went to bed at about half past nine and slept for nine hours. So I know I did plenty of training last week. Awesome. And uh, and of course I went along to one of Katie's swims and lowered myself cautiously into the river. (laughs) So um, I'm hoping we'll get some photos soon. Um, A friend of ours came and took some photos so we're just waiting to get hold of those. But I'll stick them in a blog as soon as I've got them. Um, but I, I was pretty nervous, I think. Um, although I don't know, did that come across or? Yeah. It did, right? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got in and it's kind of the first thing you realize, apart from the fact like, oh, this is, this is going to be cold, is the sort of sludgy feeling of the riverbed underneath your feet. And I borrowed some neoprene, um, sock things from, from Nightjar. And, and so they, you know, it wasn't sort of directly in contact with the sludge, but you can sort of feel it all squelching around under your feet. But then as, as you get in, I don't know, maybe I'm forgetting a bit, but it, it wasn't so bad getting in. But I was doing a lot of kind of like making sure I controlled my breathing and mm. just sort of concentrating on the out breath. That's always Katie's yeah. very good advice. I think you spent quite a long time at just below shoulder level. Yeah. In the water. So you would... you. There was a really funny. What moment. I mean is, the water was below his shoulders I didn't, rather yeah, than didn't his cover shoulders. shoulders. Yeah, yeah. There was a fun bit when um, Katie said, uh, "The next worst bit is when you have to put your shoulders under." <laughs> and I said, "I thought I'd done that bit already." Um, but no, I, I think perhaps like I felt maybe a bit numb or whatever, but I wasn't really sure where I was. But and you had a the throat thing going on, didn't you? That's yeah, there was something just sort of on my collarbone that was making me want to press it. It was quite weird. Mm. Um, and generally speaking, because of the cold, I felt like like I was being slightly crushed under the water, um, which is quite an odd feeling. But I think the, one of the interesting things from this was I stayed with Ian for this, and I stayed with him until he did a, a bit of a paddle around, and then he got out and, and I went and did a swim. And I stayed in about the usual amount of time, but I had spent quite a lot longer than I normally do standing with Ian. And I was a lot colder afterwards and took a lot longer to warm up. And I think that... As much as it is the right thing to control your breathing to an extent, I wonder if you got moving a bit quicker. Yeah. You might have even felt a bit better. But I think as a first and possibly last attempt yeah. at it, <laughs> I think it. I think it was really good and I think you did really well. And yeah. the fact that you got under and did a little paddle about, I think that was really 
really well done. So I know. think I was probably a little bit nervous about like cramping or something like yeah. that, or, or being suddenly some current appearing from somewhere and whisking me away. So I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was just so calm when we went on Wednesday. It was just like yeah. mill ponds in yeah. the river, and um, the river was almost flowing the wrong way. It was it was that still. But there's generally no riptides. No, in the River Great East. it's but not known for it. Not but, known for but, it. But but still, that's that was my fear, and I'm just sort of putting it out there. I was probably more worried about um, Ian's hands and fingers in particular because he does suffer with rain nodes in the winter. And um, you did get a couple of dead fingers, didn't you? Yeah, my middle finger on my right hand was uh, sort of wiped from the second knuckle up. But it, it came back and it I didn't feel quickly. too bad getting out, but the no. sun was really nice. Um, it was a warm sunny day. You can day. see how that makes a difference if yeah. you get out and the wind is whipping you all over the place and the, yeah. and the air temperature is cold, then that would be quite horrendous. I think. And did you get that fabulous endorphin reset, reboot that we all keep going on about? Um... <laughs> No, but on Friday after my run, I felt something. So I don't know whether could it have been delayed. <laughs> I don't know. No, I no. don't think so. No. No, no I, I sort of um, didn't. Really, no, I don't, but I, I don't. Maybe it's just not my thing. Perhaps I'm, it's possibly just not your thing. Yeah, I mean, we all. Type. I think we all feel it. The 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 group that I go with generally, we all feel a bit of a of a reset afterwards, and um, I noticed that. Night Jar's comment after his swim on Sunday yesterday was that he felt a bit blur before he got in, but the swim did him good. And I think that generally is the feeling for most of us. But maybe because you were so nervous and it was your first time. I definitely, or quite often still, even now, get a, a sort of feeling of upness after having been for a run. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a similar sort of thing, but. Definitely. Um, perhaps I, I feel safer and like I can let go a bit more when I'm running. Maybe. I think, you know, well done because your I think your your task, your forfeit definitely took you more out of your comfort zone than mine took me. I thought mine was gonna be really out of my comfort zone, but in all reality it wasn't. I was okay. I was a bit nervous at times, but okay. Maybe we should have stopped halfway through the swim for a cake or something like that. Just to <laughs> take the edge off. Yeah, we'll do that next time. Next time, eh? Anyway, that's yeah. enough about us. That is enough about that. So we had a little look at the uh, thread from the from the podcast. So that's fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast. We just wanted to highlight a few things that have happened this week. Actually, I'm not sure if this one was on the, the podcast thread, but we just want to say massive congratulations to Jokic and Jim Freak um, on the safe arrival of Harry. And uh, I have seen that on Facebook today that Harry is home. So that's lovely news because he had a few little issues with with feeding and, and whatnot. Harry's a little baby, by the way, just in case that's not clear. <laughs> yes, yes, safe arrival of their baby boy, Harry, and um, long-awaited and very excited about yeah, it all. Awesome. Um, and some fetchies have suggested the name of Itchy Freak, which I'm not sure is going to be quite the thing. Um, <laughs> but who knows with Jock Itch, who knows. And Swittle said, uh, do you use a script in your podcast or prompt cards? <laughs> Does it sound like we're using a script, Swittle? Um, no, we have um, we have basically some bullet points that we kind of try and follow so that we do get through it at some point. But I think anything that would make it a little bit more structured would maybe take away from the fun of it, maybe make it a little bit harder for us to put it all together um, ultimately, we're amateur podcasters, and we're just having fun doing this. We hope you're enjoying it too. 
There is a timing issue as well, I think. You know, we, we don't have that much time to do this, either of us, and we're sort of splitting it up between us, and it isn't, ju- isn't just the talking bit. We have to do a bit of preparation and a bit of editing and getting it out there and all of that. And so if we were to write a script, it would add enormously to the time in preparation. It takes long enough for us to just to look through the bullet points and assign them to each other. So, yeah. Yeah, if anyone wants to write us a script for a, for a short play that we can do mid-podcast, that would be awesome. do send it across. McGoon, I'm looking at you. Uh, <laughs> so Sam Jelfs and Happy G have both um, suggested something quite similar to each other. Sam said, how about a bit more stuff from the wider running world? And Happy G suggested some fetching the community type things. So we'd really love it if you could do some recordings for us. Sam has already said that he is going to do something. Um, and we'd love it if there are fetchies that are out there doing things like organising races or volunteering at Park Run or coaching or anything like that who would like to record some bits and bobs for us to talk about. That would be awesome. And if there is stuff from out there in the sort of international world of athletics, we're not massively knowledgeable on it. But if anyone wants to record anything about it and then we can we can have a little chat about it, that would be that would be great too. Yeah, the, I think the idea is that this podcast reflects what our community is all about. And therefore, if, if you want to be talking about a certain aspect of yeah. running, then bring it to us. You know, do us a couple of minutes recording, send it in to, you can email it to podcast at fetcheveryone.com um, and we'll include it. So, yeah, make it happen, folks. And some of you mentioned Stephen's yawn as well. And I've got to say, I was really pleased that he did it at that point. It was really good comedy timing from his point of view. Um, and hopefully it didn't detract from the sound quality. So we, we tried a few different things with the sound last week. And I think, generally speaking, the comments were mostly positive. Some of you said you preferred it the other way around. But uh, again, referring back to the, the comment about scripting and everything like that, we there's only kind of so much that we're going to do with the the preparation of it. So we're going to try and just be consistent from here on and hopefully that will work out for everyone. Yeah, well, I had some nice um, comments about cycling um, to come my way and and that was really nice. So ways of finding cycling a bit less frightening. So, for example, um, suggested some car-free routes um, and also some cycling proficiency proficiency type uh, manoeuvring exercises at low speed so I'm actually ha- hoping that doing the BTF course we do do that we get coached in a in a I think a playground or something and I think that might help me feel a bit more confident at manoeuvring my bike and avoiding potholes and whatnot and the other thing that I'm said was that that they were scared of um, clipping in which I'm also really scared about I only have the cages on my pedals because I have a big injury from clipping my feet onto skis which I can't actually quite let go of so I'm not fancying clipping onto a bike as yet we'll see I'm not gonna say never and the other thing that I'm is considering is getting one of these big lollipop type things like a big cycling reflector to make the traffic sort of more aware but um actually makes the point that that might dent their cycling image I'm not sure about how about that. spikes on the sides of your wheels <laughs> like you know style. yeah there's just some car drivers that just don't think that it's worth giving the time um unless you go to Spain, and then they're absolutely lovely over there. And there was a nice comment from Fitz, which hopefully shows how the podcast is kind of connecting different people. He said he's tried a long run using Trin's run-walk strategy, and he also bought some chocolate milk, so it's nice to see the, the messages getting out there. So please keep them coming, folks. And a useful thing from Mile Monster was um, that he was saying he uses an app, an Android app called Podcast Addict, 
um, for listening to podcasts and it has got a subscribe button for Fetch Everyone and, and he really recommends the app as well um, so if you're on Android check that one out um, and if anyone else has used any other good podcast apps on any other mediums then do let us know. Well I wanted to mention a feature that's been around for a long time um, but Trin asked in her comment can you possibly mention the races that are coming up this uh, week and who's doing them and, and that sort of thing so if you go to the race tab on fetch just click race from the menu there's a feature called popular this week and you can see uh, which races have the most fetchies attending them uh, top of the list this week we've got the big half which is central london there's about 40 odd fetchies doing that and then there's um, Inverness, Retford, the Grizzly. So good luck, everybody, with uh, wherever you're racing this week. I've also been working on uh, quite a big project to do with route matching. So if you go out and you run the same route, it's nice if the site can say, hey, Fred, you ran this route 25 times last year, and this one was your fastest one on it. So... There is something in place that kind of matches the, the routes that you've previously run, and but it's not very successful at matching stuff up. For example... <laughs> not really doing its job then, No, it? no, it, it's what you'd call a sort of <laughs> broken feature. But, so some people highlighted the fact that, like, say, Yorkshire Marathon, over the last sort of four or five years, there have been 200 different people who've recorded a... A run there and we've only managed to match about a third of them or something like that so I've been working on improving that algorithm and I'm up to sort of like about 90% matching now so Ooh, that's better then yeah much better yeah good well done yeah thank you that's better isn't it so look out for that um if you're interested in in how that's all coming together just come and read my blog because it's one of these things that's very nerdy and, and a bit tricky to explain but um come and has read. algorithms yes it does. See, I remembered that Mathematics. word. Mm. Good. Well, that's brilliant. Well done. And we've been having a bit of a think about not just our forum favourites, but also about our blog favourites. Yeah, that was another comment from someone, wasn't it? It was another comment. I think that's a really good idea because I read quite a lot of blogs. Um, one of the blogs I've been reading um, recently has been Darby Tup's blog. Darby Tup is, is, is going through the mill a bit at the moment, but he is just blogging about it as if he's just getting on with his normal daily life which is amazing so he's is unless you didn't know he's actually had some operations recently one for rectal cancer and actually a follow-up to that he's had some some operations on his his liver so he's had sorry he's had an operation on his liver as a follow-up to that because there were some tumors in in his liver as well and um, yeah so I think it's really great when people share this stuff and, and are open about it because it's good for us all to know how these things work and how it happens and how people feel and this is someone who is a Bob Graham Round um, completer. And in case you don't know what that is, because I really didn't. I mean, I had a vague idea, but I didn't know exactly what it meant. It means that you've completed the Bob Graham Round, which is 66 miles and 27,000 feet, including 42 of the highest peaks in the English Lake District. And you have to do it within 24 hours. Um, so that's what Darby Tup has done in his in his time, um, and he was just comparing the fact that this week he's been doing the stairs with a physio and how that feels in comparison. Um, so we're just sending you loads of fetch love, Darby Tup, and we we really hope that this next uh, lot of treatment that you're going to go through is going to be really successful for you. And I'm absolutely certain that as a strong athlete, that has really helped you to get through this and please keep sharing because we all want to 
uh, be there with you as you go through this. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to mention um, is the yoga every, well, some days thread. Um, I love this thread because it's not only is it really accepting of the fact that most of us can't get on and do our cross-training when we really should, um, but it is also a lovely thread where we're quite honest about what we've done and what we've not done with our yoga. So, for example, I've been doing the 30-day yoga um, dedicate series that Adrian has done this year, and I'm just now, start, having started on the 1st of January, I'm just now on day 29. So it's taken me over two months to do the 30 days. However, it is something that I really enjoy and I am doing, and it's my cross-training that helps keep my core and my glutes strong. So I was going to just say to Ian Williams, what cross-training <laughs> do you do? <laughs> um, Apart from your cycling and your swimming this week. Yeah, I, I don't really do any, any of that stuff. Yeah. At all, I'm afraid. Mm. Um, I, my, my boy likes to wrestle occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear that's really good for you, your core. Yeah, he's, he's really into the grappling at the moment. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, that age. Um, but no, I, I, perhaps I should. I feel like I'm, I'm really lucky with yeah, injury. You are. I don't feel as though I, I have many injuries at all. Doing about 1,000 miles a year. and I don't know, I just, I just feel like I, think... I don't want to disrupt that. I think I was, that's one of the things I was going to say, actually, is that some people need to do it, actually need to do it to support their running. Yeah. And then there just seem to be other people who, who really don't need to do it. And I think you're a prime example. I mean, you don't really stretch. You don't really do strength work. You just go out and run your miles, and it just seems to work for you. And I'm sure there are lots of people like that. So it would be, it'd be nice to hear from people on the thread who, who cross-train because they feel they need it to support their running, or, or they do it to... Do yeah, or they do it to improve their running, so they're actively strengthening so they can get faster. Or, yeah, they don't do anything, and it's fine, and not everything's wonderful in their world. Yeah, and if you've, if you've had any sort of major improvements in your performance or whatever as a result of starting it, that'd be interesting to you as well, and that might be the sort of thing that would convince me, because I don't feel like I'm getting injuries or anything like that, but you know, who wouldn't want to go faster if they could? So let us know if you get any ideas. Well, the Jamaican sprint team spend well, they... a lot of time in the gym. They don't just go yeah. go down the track and sprint all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I've done lots of sprinting. <laughs> anyway. That wasn't a Jamaican accent, by the way. No. That was just someone being, being someone quite sprinting. Excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I down. Over okay. to you. I've picked out a, uh, a blog and a, a thread this week. The thread is uh, the Computer Games Fans thread. It is um, it's just a bit of fun. I don't get to play a lot of computer games. Mainly I'm just watching my son play them. Um, but I have been playing a little bit of The Escapists this weekend, which is a Steam game. So if you like computer games, then come and join us on that thread and tell us what you've been playing. The blog I've picked out is Fleecy's blog. Because there was one that caught my eye um, last week, and I think it was about running along the seafront with the wind in your face and how it was all a big struggle, and then you turn, and all of a sudden the wind is behind you and the sun's on your face, and it just feels like an entirely different run. Mm. And it resonated with me for a couple of reasons, because I think we all have those moments where we suddenly feel like running is the easiest thing. And... um, my little Zen moment this week came while we were doing our our longer run together, and um, we we just had our shadows out in front of us. And I remember looking at my shadow, 
and thinking, look at that fine gentleman out there striding <laughs> along. He looks so relaxed and not in pain at all. And um, Was that while I was killing myself doing nine-minute miles? <laughs> it might have been, but I, I just... I, it's just one of those nice things when you when you catch a shadow and you think, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. So it's just as well you didn't mention it to me at the time. Yeah, I thought best not, but I, I kept it until now, really. Well done. <laughs> we had a question come in from Mile Monster about uh, people running certain mileages on their birthdays. Here he is. Hello, everybody. It's Mile Monster again. Thank you for answering my question last week. Fetch everyone. Another question I've often wondered. How many people run their age on their birthday in miles? When I was 30, I ran 30 miles on the day, which almost killed me. And I'll be reaching 40 soon. That's what's made me wonder about this question. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Uh, I had a look and we've got like millions of miles of data and and thousands of users. So it's a bit of a, a tricky one to find out. So what I did as a sort of starting point was I tried to find uh, how many people had run more than 30 miles on their birthday. I put it at 30 so that we didn't get lots of marathoners. I thought like 30, a good cutoff point. And I actually found that there were 66 fetchies who'd run more than 30 miles on their birthday. And we started going through that list. And obviously some of them had not run the same number of miles as years but there were quite a few who had um, Mm -hmm. and even a few who'd done way more there's there's one chap who ran 175 miles on his 28th birthday but there were probably about sort of four or five including mile monster himself who ran the exact same number Mm -hmm. so and then there were people who were really close there was one person who'd run 32.79 miles on their 33rd birthday yeah. And I, I hope they were okay at the end of that. But I don't you think that you want to try and do I that extra point two one? I think I probably... Well, I don't know. It depends it, how it, absolutely awful you're feeling, doesn't it? Yeah. You see that finish thing and you finish. Yeah. You know, if it was a race, for example, like an ultra, and they just... And ultras are often not exactly perfectly yeah. measured, are they? So... But we had a 35 on the 35th. Um, and we had a 31 on the 31. Yeah. And um, a 50 on the 50. Yeah, and then Mile Monster 30.30. Yeah, so it is not uncommon for people to do massive distances on their birthdays. So Mm. uh, will you be doing that? (laughs) No. No. I mean, the only thing I've ever done to do with my birthday is there was a 10K that was on my birthday. And I thought, I'll get a few more seconds from Moava. So I'll do it. And it'll be a nice way to celebrate my birthday. And actually, it was quite a nice way to celebrate my birthday. I quite enjoyed it. It's quite life-affirming, isn't it, to run a race or to do something exercisey on your birthday yeah. I can relate to it definitely yeah. but I won't be doing the number of miles because I'm 48 now no chance we'd love to hear how you celebrate your birthday through exercise what have you done what's the most bizarre thing that you've done on your birthday with exercise and um, just let us know via the usual channels and um, we've had a, um, a piece recorded by Baroness BL. It's really lovely. It's pretty self-explanatory. I'm not going to say too much about it. But if you would like to follow the route that she's talking about, you need to go to fetcheveryone.com forward slash Brantham. That's B-R-A-N-T-H-A-M Brantham. And you'll be able to see that route because she's put it on the site and made it public. Um, so you can follow the route as she talks you through it. 
Hello, Fetchies. I'm talking to you from sunny Suffolk. It really is sunny and beautiful here today. And what I thought I'd do is give you a little bit of an interactive run where you can have a look at the route that I take on the Fetch Everyone website and I'll tell you a bit about it as I go along. I'm going to choose one of my favourite routes around the village and because it's a Baroness BL run, it's going to start from a pub. So I'll be starting the Garmin just outside the Crown Pub in Catawade. So as you might be able to hear, I'm running down Factory Lane at the moment. Not a very beautiful start to the run, but when I get down off the road to the decoy pond and then out into the countryside, it becomes much nicer then. Well, if you've been following this on the website, I got to the decoy pond, which is the big lake that you'll see near the start of the route, and I turned right and went alongside the decoy pond then I turned right again and now I've turned right and I'm running down again not a particularly attractive part of the run it's a little path between the factory and the railway line but it leads to a level crossing a footpath level crossing that I've been campaigning to keep open network rail want to shut it and you might think well it's not a very attractive path leading to that level crossing would it be any great loss if we didn't have it And I can tell you that, yes, it would. And I'll explain why when I get to the top of the level crossing and poke my head over the top because you go up some steps on the embankment and you get this glorious view when you look over the top of the railway. So I've reached the stile now. And I'm just reaching the railway line, looking either way, but I'm pretty sure there's no trains running today. And now... What I can see ahead of me is just fantastic on a day like today. It's the Stour Estuary. We say Stour on this side of the river. If you live on the Essex side, it's the Stour. But on the Suffolk side, it's the Stour. And I tell you what, I'll take a photograph and I can put that with this route on Fetch and then you'll be able to see what I mean. In fact, you should be able to see all the way down the river to the docks at Harwich which I don't know about 10 or 12 miles away I guess so I'm just short of another mile along the seawall it's a bit breezy here actually I was hoping you'd be able to hear some of the birds there's loads of birds here can you hear them now you can probably rather hear the wind rather than the birds I suspect anyway this site's really important for birds it's uh, what's known as a Ramsar site I don't actually know what a Ramsar site means but it's something to do with birds perhaps you could leave a message on the Fetch Everyone podcast thread if, if you do know there's a marker post just ahead of me here and this is where I'm going to turn away from the river if you're following this interactively on the route on the website obviously not if you're already running or driving or something but maybe when you're back at home so I'm just going down the steps and you'll see a sharp left hand turn which is what I'm doing at the moment and the river Stour or indeed Stour for the Essex Fetchies thread is now behind me and I'm heading up a long sort of grass track which is going to bring me out onto the main road at the top end of our village That's not a bird, that's my Garmin telling me I've just done another mile. 
And I came up that lane from the river. In fact, if I'd gotten a little further along the river, I could have told you about Grace and Perry's house on the other side. I'll have to wait till another time. I got uh, up to the end of the track. There's a very fine crinkle-crankle wall on that track. I don't know if that's just a Suffolk thing. Or maybe you have them in other parts of the country too. Look it up on the internet. Or maybe next time I'll take a picture. Should have thought of that. Anyway, I came to the main road, turned left, and then I turned right down a little track just before the start of the three-mile point. And now I've turned left and I'm on a public footpath. Around here, there's loads of public footpaths. There's also quite a lot of permissive paths. Our farmers have been in an environmental scheme a European Union thing, which I don't know what will happen after Brexit, but at the moment the permissive paths are still open, so there may not be actual footpaths on the OS map, but I'm not trespassing. So about three quarters of a mile in since I last updated you, just coming to the end of the permissive path, back onto the main footpath, and it goes left or right here. If you go right, it's a lovely enclosed path, takes you all the way through to the next village. But I haven't got time to do that because it's such a lovely day. I've left the washing machine on. I need to get the washing out and post on the hanging out the washing thread. So I'm running up Gravel Pit Lane. At the end, I'm going back onto the main road. Then I'm going along a road called Slough Road and onto a bridle path called Sandy Lane. And I'll talk to you again when I'm there. Talking a bit quietly because there's person ahead of me walking I hope they don't think I'm mad running along talking to myself I've now turned left off there onto a bridleway which is known locally as Sandy Lane and I was going to tell you quite a bit about here but because usually it's a lovely quiet spot but the motocross riders are practicing on a field just over there so it's not going to be that lovely and it's also very windy along here as well, it's like running in a wind tunnel. It's going to take me twice as long to run down here with the wind in my face. Hang on, let me just move into the hedge here, out of this wind, and stop for a bit. That's better on this side of the hedge. Um, Part of the route I've just done is going to be the route of one of my next trail runs, which is a charity event in May. And I think if it's a day like today, going along the river coming up towards the the bull pub at the top end of the village it's just going to be glorious just have to hope for good weather well i'm running into the wind if i start running again and the motocross boys are out so it's not going to make for a good podcast recording i'm going to run all the way back to the village and stop at a pub called the ark and i really hope they're open because i could do with a pint and then i can post on the fetch real ale drinkers thread how many threads is that i've got into this bit four i think can you do better i actually ran past the ark pub and came back to the crown and i'm just at the sluice opposite the crown which makes a run 5.8 miles and the noise you can hear in the background is the railway work that's taking place i was rather hoping there might be a kingfisher down here that would have been a lovely way to end the run But there isn't. There's just some noisy railway work and a light aircraft overhead. So what better time than to hand you back to Katie and Ian? Well, that was really nice. And I I personally, I really liked hearing her her footfall as she was running and um, hearing the the sort of different background noises. Couldn't quite hear the birds, sadly. 
Um, but it was I thought it was a really lovely piece and really descriptive. Yeah, time to chirp up a bit next time, but <laughs> it was good. Yeah, thank you, Baroness. Shall we talk about the Six Nations briefly? What should we do? Yeah, let's talk let's about, do let's that, talk about we? the Six Nations. Okay. So, what are your predictions then? We've got Scotland, Wales. Wales. Yeah, Sorry, I think... Scotland. I just think Wales were very, very strong against England and they've got their, they've got their tails up now. Of course. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, of course I'm going to want Wales to win, but I think um, there's always a lot of talk about people saying, oh, so-and-so is going to beat so-and-so. But you really never can tell in this tournament, so um, I won't be... Happen until the, until the game's laurels, done. No, no my, my tail won't be up until the game's <laughs> over, and then hopefully it'll be very much up. Um, uh, England, Italy, come on, you've England, got to be that one, right? England, yeah, I'm going to put England up there. And Ireland, France, I'm going with Ireland on this one. Yeah. They, have, think... they haven't been completely themselves, so I don't, I don't think this tournament, but I really think that they've got this one. Yeah, although France did pretty well against Scotland the week, they uh, did. two weeks ago, but um, yeah, yeah. I think Ireland will just be a bit more competent than the moment, be it probably be able to, to handle them a bit better, but mm. who knows. So I'm going with Wales, England, Ireland. Wales, England, Ireland. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's enough, I think, from us for this week. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Have you done it yet? How about now? What about, How about now? now? How about now? Um, visit com forward slash podcast with your comments, questions and suggestions, and we'll see what we can do with them. And we will see you next time. Bye. Ta-ra.